Seven days a week, 24 hours a day, live radio contact. From the Detail Podcast, I'm Rob Parks, and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining the show this week, as ever, we have Paul Whiteside. All right, Paul? Hey, Rob, you okay, mate? How's the build-up for the semi going with you? Uh, yeah, uh, the nerves are starting to kick in now, mate. It's, uh, it's Wednesday, so there's not so long to go now, is it? It's a weekend, but yeah, I'm feeling all right at the moment. I think it's going to be game day when, uh, when the, the real nerves will kick in. But yeah, I'm doing all right, mate. Not so bad. Yeah, also joins on the show. We thought, who should we have on to get everyone buzzed up for the semi? And there's only one man who can do that. It's Ryan Pottymouth Wilkinson. All right, Ryan? Yeah, not too bad, love, mate. Buzzing oh. as per. The, uh, the flag's just arrived for the semi, mate, and I'm, I'm proper excited now. So, uh, really looking forward to Sunday. You know, we've waited a long time for a big game like that, like a semi-final. So, uh, really looking forward to it. Yeah, talking through your flag, you've had a lot of uh, exposure on Twitter. You know, getting everyone to get together and fund it, like. Yeah, so we just basically we did one for the um, when the Manchester bomb happened, um, so we just thought we'd do one for that, and then obviously with the semi-final coming up, and you know everyone chucked in, and I think we raised about four hundred quid, and then uh, yeah, we got the flag today. It's absolutely massive, beautiful flag. Really looking forward to uh, you know getting the atmosphere going on Sunday, and I'm sure that'll lift the boys when they come out and see that. So. Yeah, just, just really excited, mate. Yeah, I think Banner's helped the atmosphere grow, doesn't it, Paul? He's, hopefully, it'll be a fantastic atmosphere on Sunday. Oh, yeah, certainly. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great atmosphere. I mean, it was a good atmosphere there, wasn't it? At the end of May, when we played them on the... Uh, played Warrington. It's a hell of a job at the end of May on that bank holiday. We, we sort of filled back off. Well, we wouldn't feel it, but pretty full that stand that day, wasn't it? But I think there's going to be, like, double the amount of people there on, on Sunday with the, with the allocation that we've sold. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a terrific atmosphere. There's going to be some... Some noise when uh, when the Salford lads come out. Yeah, what have we got on the show this week, Paul? Yeah, we've got a review of the league game. We've got Willie Poulton in Coach's Corner. We've got the news, the amateur report, and then we've got a special preview with Ian Watson and the look towards the semi-final. Cool, so what we'll do, we'll look back at the defeat against Lee last week. You're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your Big Match Review. Salford Red Devils travelled to Lee Centurions on Friday and went down 25 points to nil, Paul. Disappointing result. Yeah, it was a disappointing result, Robert. It was more the manner of the result, really. I mean, you could have took a defeat on the chin, but to lose 25 nil against a team who were, who were bottom of the table, and it was lackluster, really. We never, you could have played till midnight, I don't think we'd have scored, but never really looked like scoring. And, you know, I think you've got to give Lee a lot of credit. Um, I've heard a few people say they had nothing to play for Lee, but I think they had a lot to play for. They didn't want they were determined not to finish bottom of Super League, and they, did, they didn't do in the end. They've to finish bottom, so uh, they've not got a wooden spoon. I think you've got to give them a lot of credit because they, their enthusiasm was good. They were, they were quick off the blocks, they were aggressive in defence, and I just thought they were a miles better team. And 
it's just a bit worrying, really, you know, that the form we're going to the semi-final with, but I'm expecting us to come out with a totally different attitude on Sunday and something great. Yeah, a lot of turnover ball, Ryan, uh, by the players. You know, you, you can't keep putting yourself under pressure, you know, especially away at Lee. Yeah, the conditions weren't the best. We, we dropped a lot of ball and we didn't complete our sets very well. And then Lee, Lee played well, just, you know, going back to what, what um, Paul said there before, I thought Lee played really well at there best performance that I've seen this season from them so uh, yeah obviously disappointed obviously we've got the big game coming up this weekend which we're all excited about I'm sure that would have been in the back of the players minds they wouldn't want to miss that one so you know let's not get too disappointed about it there's lots to be excited and positive about going into this weekend so uh, yeah let's just like, try and stay positive yeah you want to pick a strong squad a strong team didn't he Paul for the game yeah, he did, yeah. He did a few few absentees, not really in key positions, but we started with nine levels at fullback. Greg Johnson, Chris Weller, Junior Salchik, they've been a halfback with Todd Carney, Michael Dobson, George Griffin, Logan Thomas, Daniel Woody was in, Ben Murdoch Priscilla, Ryan Lennon in the second row, and Will Haraki moved forward. On the bench was Josh Jones, Robert Louis, Olsen Krasniki and Lama Taza. Yeah, Rob Louis limped off, Ryan, injured, you know, big blow that. Yeah, huge blow. I, I wouldn't have played him to be honest. Um I just I think with this game coming up this weekend, there's no need to risk a player like Rob Louie or someone like Ben Murdoch. We nearly lost him through disciplinary as well, didn't we? So, yeah, I'd have preferred to, to have kept him, but, you know, this is a great opportunity now for, for Todd Carney to come in. This is why we signed Todd Carney for opportunities like this for big games. So, I'm just hoping Michael Dobson and Todd Carney can sort it out because last weekend they, they just weren't good enough at half-back, unfortunately. Yeah, obviously, Dobson and Carney, you know, playing together, Paul. Obviously, we'll have to do it this week, obviously, with uh, Rob Louis possibly out. Yeah, certainly, yeah. Like Ryan said, he, he didn't really click on on, uh, on Friday night. And, you know, conditions were bad. Our completion rate was poor, I think. And you, you always got to build that platform. And, and they didn't. We they started as possession, I thought. We didn't really have a lot of opportunities. And when we did, we put the ball down. So... I thought Michael Dobson worked really hard. I felt a bit sorry for him because he was sort of running around in circles. And I thought there was, a, there was a patch in that second half. My dad said to me, he's trying a bit hard, too hard tonight, Michael Dobson. He was working that hard and things weren't coming off. He was getting frustrated. And you couldn't lack his commitment at all. His, his commitment was 100%. But yeah, it's, it's a funny one because, you know, Todd Carney and Michael Dobson haven't really played together much. Have it's been Dobson and, and Lewis. So um, that, that conundrum there, I don't think it helps us sometimes. I mean, you know, three doesn't go into two, does it? And it's a big game now for Todd Carney to, to perform in, but he's performed in big games before and he's very experienced. And, you know, this is the sort of game that he's going to thrive on, I would think. Yeah, Paul, you spoke to Willie Poaching after the game, uh, and this is what you had to say. Coach's Corner. Right, Willie Poaching, thanks yeah. for coming and joining me after that. You oh, must be yeah. disappointed after that today. Yeah, really lacklustre, wasn't it? Yeah, we are you know, way off the pace as far as the required energy for tonight. And you know, it's always disappointing when the opposition out is loses. That's one thing you're in control of. And you know, I thought right from the kickoff, we lacked that step. And, you know, just... We didn't... On the back of that, we didn't have the cohesion or... But we didn't put in the game plan that we, we needed to, that we practiced, and, you know, it's good for Lee. Um, they were good tonight. They defended a lot stronger than us. And again, that's disappointing that we, we didn't match that. But that came from them being wanting, having a want to get off the line and a want to get in our faces and force errors. And, uh, we, 
we're away off the pace tonight. Um, not just for Super League, but for where we've been this year, and that's disappointing. And you know, we're in a bit of a rut at the moment, and we're recognising that, and we need to really put some work in together this week and, and, and fix it and rectify it as soon as we can. After such this hard work that you've all put in this season, you've dropped from th- third tonight to fifth, and that must be really disappointing. That. I know you've got to depend on, on Wakefield's result on, on Sunday against Saturday, you could end up finishing out of the top four now, which after I mean, the start of the season would have been good, but the way we've gone on, it's probably disappointing now for you and, and the guys. 100%, 100%, and we knew that going into the game. We, we knew uh, what the ramifications were of of us not performing well and, and how it could be and you never want to be in, pos- in a position where you're relying on other teams and unfortunately that's the case right now and yeah it's um, nobody probably would have envisaged us being so high but we've worked a lot harder than what people can see and you know we had some good rewards to be where we were in the top four and uh, that's the most disappointing thing to be in a position for a massive part of the season and at the you know, close to the last hurdle when we just uh, hit a bit of a stumble. Um, we'll work hard to try and get over it and, and rectify things and get back to playing some of the footy that we know we can. Uh, we're always we're showing some of that. And we need to get back to doing that. How are the bloke feeling after tonight? They must be oh, heartbroken, really sick after that. disappointed. Um, yeah, sick and um, all those negative feelings that come with not performing and, and, and um, walking away from from a game where we haven't been able to post points and you know we which they had a change in mindset there was an improvement in the second half but it still wasn't to the required level for what we want and for what we need and um, we'll do a, we'll do a harsh review and as we do every week we'll, we'll speak to some of the individuals and we'll go through it and we'll dissect it and We'll do due diligence to try and make ourselves better and, and improve for next week. You've got the perfect game to bounce back, and they don't come any bigger than a, than a Challenge Cup final. This is probably one of the biggest games Salford have had for about 20 years. I mean, mm. you'd obviously want to wait that on a winning run. So you're going into it on the back of defeats, low on confidence. What are you going to do this week to, to change that round? Like you said, harsh words. Anything else in training is going to be worked on? Yeah, well, confidence comes from practice. and We'll work hard and we'll try and get that confidence back. And we've got a long week, which is uh, a good thing for us. Friday night now, we don't play again until Sunday, so we'll we'll use every minute and every hour to try and put that right practice and try and get that confidence back. And I've got no doubt that these guys will grow. And you know, the occasion itself um, should be enough to get our our guys up for it. It's a fantastic opportunity for not only themselves but for the supporters and, and this club. As you say, it's been a long time coming and uh, we've got some people in, in our group who've been there and they understand what it takes and they know what the occasion's like and they'll be sharing some of that with with their colleagues that haven't been there before and you know how big the occasion can be and what an opportunity it is in front of us. So um, we're going to have a say about that next Sunday and we've got to put ourselves in the best position to perform as best we can and we'll go a bit better than we did tonight. It's making me really, really nervous just even thinking about it. But I hope you have a great week in training, Willie. I know it's disappointing today, but thank you very much for coming speaking to me. No, no worries, no worries. Yeah, it's got to hurt. It's got to hurt or else it doesn't mean anything. So, yeah, we'll let it hurt. We won't streak on it too long. We'll move on and get better. Thanks very much. See you next week, Willie. Thank you. So that was you, Paul, talking to Willie Poaching after the game. Bit disappointed after the result. Yeah, it certainly was. I think it bounced to be honest, you know, 25 nil. It's disappointing to get nilled. I was looking at some stats, actually. We've been nilled 
in at least one game for the last, I think it's the last five seasons where we've lost a game to nil. So disappointing, isn't it, when you don't score to try and. Yeah, I think they'll, I think they'll, they'll switch it around this week, and I think they'll, uh, they'll be fired up for, for the game on on Sunday. Yeah, big game sure. this Sunday. Big game this week, Ryan. Obviously, the likes of uh, Ian Watson, Willie Poach, and after you know motivate the players after last week's disappointing result against Lee. You know, it's a big game, and it's going to have to be a, a big week for them. Yeah, it is motivation is massive going into these games, and this is the biggest game Salford have been involved in the last nineteen years. Um, so I'm sure the fans as well will be will be really up for it. Um, we need, I think we need to get off to a good start. We've not started well in recent weeks, so I think that's up to us as fans to really, you know, get them get them chance going, get them players fired up for it. And I'm sure they'll be fired up themselves as well. Like what player would want to be involved in a Challenge Cup semi final? You know, uh, Salford v Wigan at Warrington, and there's going to be like millions of people watching them live on TV. You know, this is a really special game to get involved in. Um, I know, I'm sure they're looking forward to it just as much as we are, you know, if not more. So, yeah, it's obviously you know the league game. A lot of tackling done by the players. Looking at the stats, Carney with 32, uh, Tompkins with 39, Benman of Fowler with 41, Wellaraki with 31, Olsey Krasniki 40. Paul, you know the forwards putting a bit of a shift there. Yeah, a few missed tackles as well, Rob. There was a few, few, few missed ones on oh. Friday night, but yeah. The, there was a couple of good efforts there. I thought Lama Tazi won really well. I thought Lama Tazi worked really hard on, on Friday night, but it was just one of them nights. It really was, you know, as Ryan said before, the, the weather didn't help. That was bothers, but I know that's the same for both sides. But it was a slow start, and I think if you if you come into a game like half cooked and you start off slowly, and the other team gets a bit of momentum, and it all seemed to go in their favour, and we we looked nothing with the ball, and it was just just one of those bad nights, you know, one of them nights you want to move on from really, but. Um, it's unfortunate that we've had quite a few, you know, disappointing results in the last few weeks, and it's just that, that going into the semi-final with that sort of form, I think, it's give people a few doubts. You know, whereas if we were going into the semi-final on the back of how we were playing in, in May, you know, we was, we was really hot then, weren't we? And uh, you'd, be, you'd feel a bit more confident. But I'm sure, you know, you and Willie Poach are going to turn things this week. Yeah, the big meter makers: Ryan uh, Johnson with 113, Josh Jones 86, Olsen Krasniki 99, Lamatazi with 98. Um, you know. Mr. Dependable, Ozzy Krasnike, 99 metres and 40 tackles. He's, uh, he's quite an important part of our team. Yeah, he is. I've been really impressed with Ozzy Krasnike this season. Um, he puts in, he's got a high work rate. Yeah, he's even filled in at hooker on some occasions. And I feel he listened to Ian Watson last week when he said this is a massive game for us at Lee. You know, we, need a, we need to put some momentum into, into the semi-final. You could tell with his performance. I can't fault Ozzy Krasnike and it's a shame other players didn't put in a similar effort because we'd have probably come in a bit closer to Lee. But yeah, for me, also Krasnicki gets a nod this weekend. Yeah, big thanks for everyone who did the three-word match reports of Man of the Matches. Uh, Paul Foster, wheels fell off. His Man of the Match was Lamatazzi. Paul, wheels haven't fell off our season yet, have they? No, they haven't, Rob, but I think they're in danger of. I think, you know, if we were to lose the semi-final and... You know, look at those Super 8 fixtures we've played Holloway first in that and there's a, there's a danger of that happening I mean that's everybody's worst nightmare it's my worst nightmare as a supporter that we, we struggle in that Super 8 and we wind up finishing you know, 7th or 8th which would be really disappointing because they put so much effort in this season to get 4th you, you want to stay there now don't you I've heard people say yeah we've finished 4th and all that yeah we have finished 4th but really to me you look at your position after the Super 8s, don't you? Then we've got to be still in the top four then, don't we? So, uh, so yeah, there's that danger that it could come off. But I don't think they have done yet, but we've just got to knuckle down now and, and make sure they don't. 
you know, get the wheels back on and uh, get some, you know, start winning matches. Yeah, I think obviously looking at it, that Ryan fourth place finish for Salford Red Devils. That's an amazing feat. Amazing feat. I'm, I'm sure now it's all about celebrating that fact rather than you know getting down about you know the games to come. This is an opportunity for our club to grow for me, uh, and we've got to take that uh, with both hands, haven't we? Yeah, that's sports, isn't it? You know, you have your ups, you have your downs. You know, we lost our last three games, but earlier in the season we won seven in a row. If you look things from a wider view, from the last 25 years, how many seasons have we finished uh, in the top four and made the Challenge Cup semi-final? Uh, I, don't, I don't know, Paul, can you, can you tell me the last time that happened? It must be the 70s or something like that. So that's, that's an incredible effort and... You know, they're the sort of things that we should be saying to the players, you know, leading up to that game at that breakfast, you know, tremendous season. Don't be dwelling on the last few games. If anything, we're due a win. Wigan haven't had the greatest season either, remember. I know they won the World Cup Challenge in the, earlier in the year, but, you know, for them to be in seventh place by their standards is pretty disappointing. So, you know, we should we should go in there with a little bit of confidence. Don't be too downbeat. So, uh yeah, let's just start the boys' performance, wouldn't they? Yeah, uh, Ernie Fathead, um, bring on Wigan. Katie Reynolds, scared of Wigan. Paul, we, we'd have to be scared of Wigan. They should be scared of us. Yeah, certainly. I mean, we, we went to, to their place earlier in the season and did a, did a great job of them. And I've just been saying to you guys off air before, I've seen quite a bit of Wigan this season. I saw them the other week against Warrington. You know, they, they've got some big players, haven't they? They've got some big name players. They've got some match winners and players that can turn it on. Well, they haven't been doing it of late. They've looked disjointed when I've seen them, and they've not scored. They've not scored loads of points, and I think they're beatable. I really do. I think it's all about attitude for us. We can't go into that game and start slow like we have done the last three weeks. We need to approach that game positive and, and, and rip into it. And, and want, I think whoever wants that game more, he's going to win it. And you know, we've not been at Wembley since 1969. We should want that game more than we did. Yeah, uh, Gary Williams, one man rugby. Uh, James Rowley, keep the faith. Um, Steve Parker waiting for Wigan uh, Duncan of Duncan something was missing he's probably right Ryan but obviously this is the big this is the big week where it all comes together hopefully yeah I hope so as, as Ross uh, Paul said there for a long time uh, 1969 we haven't actually won the Challenge Cup since 1938 so you know we've we've had some pretty poor years and uh, this is a really really good opportunity this is by far the best Salford team I've seen some of the performances this year and another thing that we should, you know, be a bit positive about is our performances in the cup. You know, if you look at the Wakefield game, that was that was an amazing performance. We played them off the park in every department. The whole KR game, we were 14 points down and we came back and won. And then the game before that, we played Toronto and we went down to 12 men for 60 minutes and we ended up winning the game. The, you know, in the cup, we have been absolutely amazing this season. So let's take that into this week and let's forget about the loss of wins. Let's remember that Wakefield game. Let's remember that Toronto game, that whole KR game. And let's take that form into the into this weekend because that's that's the cup and that's the cup form. So I'm, I'm just hoping we win, mate, and we turn up really. So uh, yeah, just just excited for it. Yeah, Ryan's pretty, pretty, painting a pretty picture here, Paul. You know the boys. They've had a great season, finishing fourth. You know, semi-final. It's it's what us fans would dream, have been dreaming about for years, and you know, hopefully against Wigan it's, it's, this was a movie you know we win it don't we yeah it's, it's all there Rob isn't it it's, it's like a Roy the Rovers story isn't it after last season I keep saying that don't we but it's there for him it really is I mean if you if you was like sort of playing this out with, with your Sabuti or rugby kit as a kid you'd be playing Wigan wouldn't you in the semi-final then you beat Wigan then you play Leeds at Wembley and beat them in the final so it's all there for us isn't it 
Um, that's my dream anyway to knock Wigan out and then get them like, in the final but let's just take one game as it comes but you know let's be positive like, like Ryan says there, we, these sort of games don't come around very often do they? we've waited 20 years 19 years since the last one when we had you know, 97 and 98 a long time ago now we've had a lot of barren seasons we've had a lot of first round knockouts in the cup since then and we've, we've done well we've got like Ryan says we've done really well in the, in the other games we've played they've been good cup ties we've got a huge opportunity now I mean like, let's just forget that, that league game and Approach this, this. It's a cup. It's a one-off game, isn't it? One-off game, and we're eighty minutes from from Wembley. And that's it. Eighty minutes to 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 change everything, Ryan. That's what it's all about. Yeah, that's it. That's that's. So I'm like, really looking forward to it. it. It could genuinely be like the best day following Salford for you know the last seventy years potentially. You just that, that's that's what we're playing for on Sunday, and it's so important to us as fans that we win this game and we, we get a little bit of success and it's amazing like you speak to any Salford fan as well they, because they've probably had that many disappointments over the years they don't even talk about winning the Challenge Cup I've got to discuss that it's all about getting to Wembley that's because our you know our expectations have been set so low so you know this feels like the final for me on Sunday and you know if we win this game I, don't, I couldn't even care what happens for the rest of the year as long as we win on Sunday you know, this will be the, the season of dreams for me, so I'm just hoping the boys turn up and give 100%. That's all we ask. Yeah, talking about season of dreams, what we'll do now, we'll look at all the big news stories coming out of the club this week. So, all the big news coming out of Sulphur Red Devils this week. First things first, the Super 8 fixtures were released uh, today, Ryan and uh, Salford, you know, playing in the big time for the first time in a long time. You know, we're going to be happy with them fixtures. Yeah, you're always happy to, you know, to be at the top of the top of the pile and, you know, we're going to be playing some uh, some big games there, seven massive matches uh, from now to the end of the season. Super League, really tough start against all FC away, but, you know, we know what we did there this year. Then you've got Cass at home and then Wigan away, so it's a really tough start, but, you know, we've got games like Wakefield and Huddersfield at home, and Winnable and, and St. Helens as well. We've, you know, we beat all these sides this year, so uh, I, I feel we, you know, we should take a bit of confidence going into it. Yeah, obviously, you know, looking at the Royal Rovers uh, scenario, Paul, you know, we beat Wigan, and then you look down the fixtures there, you know, there's a few winnable games there, isn't, it? isn't there? There certainly is, yeah, right, so there's some tough games. You've got Wigan away, Holloway and Leeds away. Which are really, really, really hard games, aren't they? But you know, we've won at two of them grounds this season, and you know, it's another opportunity to, to get the ghost of Leeds put to bed in it. So that's what to look forward to. But yeah, I think Hull's a tough start, you know, and, and obviously Castle only both two, two really hard games. And just going back to the league form, we've, we've struggled a bit of late, so uh, I think it's important that we, you know, we hit the ground running in that Super Eight. And they're all going to be hard games, like that. I don't think we take any of for granted. Huddersfield are in a bit of form now, aren't they? And look at St Helens. I mean, I've been watching them closely last few weeks and they seem to be improving week after week then now when really sort of hitting form and they're not far behind us now so we don't, we've not really got a lot of um, room for error really if we, we were to lose a couple of games on the bounce from the start of that Wigan and St Helens are right behind you aren't they? you don't want to drop out with that top four so it's going to be exciting they're going to be really intense games and yeah I'm really looking forward to that for the semi-final yeah every Super 8 game uh, Ryan it is like a cup final and it's, it's good that the players are going to be conditioned you know into that um, sort of process you know if we want to grow as a club you know this is a start we need to be in the top 8 you know every year really yeah we do you've always got to be aiming for that top 8 we're unlucky not to get it last year really and I think this year as well uh, the RFL used this phrase Any, every minute matters I think we've had a few teams that have 
finished in seventh and seventh and eighth in previous years where they pretty much have no chance of making the top four. However, if you look at it this year, you've got Huddersfield and Wigan in seventh and eighth, and I believe there's only six points between eighth and third place, so it's going to be a really exciting middle eight. Because I think the whole rugby league is going to be really looking forward to it because there's some really good games in there as well. You, know, you mentioned some of the away games there. Say Ellen's last game of the season, like that could be that could be a fourth, fifth playoff. That game could be you know a playoff to make the semi-finals. There's so much excitement to look forward to to, uh, to the end of the year. So. Uh, yeah, just really excited for it. Yeah, what a time to be a so fan pole. You know, competing at the top of the league. You know, I think it was great. Different kind of pressure though in the in the top eight than what we're used to, but I'm sure the boys are gonna be up for it. Yeah, and I'm sure, I'm sure they are, yeah. We've just gotta make sure we just, we just keep momentum going now and uh, obviously like we have said a few times, we've not got the biggest squad in the world, so I think injury's gonna be a key thing. If we can just keep everybody fit and I think points in that super eight are gonna be like gold or starting the winning games is going to be like really, really important now, aren't they? I mean, every game is going to be like a sort of a double point. Really, if you take two points off a team that you're playing against, you've got a massive chance of making that that semi-final. So, uh, I won't like to do the maths and say how many we need to win. I think you've just got to take each game as it comes and and just just stay up there. We're in the box seat. We've got four home games, three away games. We're already fourth, so it's in our own hands, isn't it? We've not got to rely on other teams losing. We've just got to do the business and. Uh, I'm sure we will because we've done it all season and we're fourth for a reason because we've been the fourth best side this year and we deserve to be there. Yeah, uh, next bit of news we've got um, Ryan, uh, Adam Warren on his way to Woodsfield. Um, bit of a gutting, really, bit of a gutting loss for us, really. Yeah, I'm, I'm really disappointed with that, to be honest, because Adam was having his best season by far in the Salfordshire. He was a big part of our team at the start of the year before he got injured against Wigan. Um, but apparently he's back this weekend so hopefully he can finish his career on the high so I don't think it's official yet I'm not sure other than Huddersfield has released it but you know it seems that he's going to us. yeah I suppose he's got to look after himself and he right uh, Paul sorry um, you know with the rugby league players we've got to look after number one obviously it's not the most best paid sport in the world compared to football. he's got to make sure he looks after himself first yeah, yeah, and you don't know the, the ins and outs of it, do you? you don't know how long Salford have offered him, or just feel they might have offered him a long-term deal, he's 26 now, Adam, and, you know, sometimes props don't sort of mature until, until the late 20s, and I've been really impressed with him this season, I thought he was tremendous in that Wigan away game, um, he, he, played, he played really well there, and he, he has improved, uh, improved out of sight, and I know my dad will be really disappointed because I think Adam is like, he's a bit of a favourite with dad. He's one of his favourite players, and you know he's come through the system at the Salford, hasn't he? And it's been great watching him blossom into uh, you know a really decent prop forward. And it's a shame if we're going to lose him and he's going to uh, you know go play his best at another club. But uh, like Ryan said, I don't know whether it's hundred percent yet, is it? So hopefully someone can turn around. But it'd be nice to see him back in the side on, on Sunday because I think we've, we've missed his, his size. Yeah, uh, next bit of news, Ryan, breakfast at the AJ Bell Stadium on Sunday with the players, you know, start of the, the magical day uh, where Salford hopefully clinched the, uh, the Challenge Cup final place. Yeah, I think this is a really good idea, um, you know, getting the fans down and meeting the players before the game, giving them a really good send-off and I think that passion will get across, I think a lot of people will be really, you know, speaking to the lads and try to inspire them, inspire them and, you know, dig them up for the game. Um, I, don't, I don't think uh, Wattles, he, I'm not sure he's a massive fan of this sort of thing, but I think it's really important as well to engage the fans and you know make it a special day for them as well. So, yeah, I just, I just think, it's, I think it's a great idea, to be honest, and hopefully it's a big success. Yeah, it's, um, it's you get a breakfast, uh, you get a supporters pack, including, including a flag, uh, pre-match interviews with the first-team squad and special guests, uh, Paul. You know, it, it's a great way, I think, to start the day. I'm sure 
you know, the players are going to be fully focused, they're going to be, you know, calm and relaxed ahead of the game, you know, and it's a, it's a bit for us fans, really, to get us going uh, for the big game. Yeah, certainly. I don't think I'm going to go real Rob, because uh, I think I do the players as it is. It's my event after the game for interviews <laughs> and that, so I'm not going to... I'll, I'll stay away until, until the end of the game. Uh, but yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, it's pretty good for kids and that, and it's option to meet the players and speak to them. And it's special, Robert. I think... Um, Sometimes when you look at other clubs like sort of Wigan Saints and Leeds and maybe perhaps Warrington over the last 10 years, had a lot of success, haven't they? have been to a lot of finals and things like that. And when you look at Salford, I mean, we've had scraps, haven't we, really? And when something like this comes around, it's really special, isn't it? I mean, you know, if you're a Wigan supporter now and listening to this, you probably laugh at them and think, oh, what are they getting this excited about a semi-final for? But we genuinely do, don't we? Because we've not really had anything to, to get worked up about. And I think it's brilliant, this. It's, you know, capturing everybody's imagination and... You know, it's, it's going to be a special day, and yeah, let's enjoy it because there's loads of great things going on. You probably mentioned it a bit. There's the, the thing at the Lowry as well on, on Sunday night. It's going to be a real special day Sunday. And I just hope everybody enjoys it, and we can just get that win, and that'll make it even more special. What's your pre-match for breakfast, Ryan? Do you have one, or is it just anything you can find at half seven and on a Sunday morning? The normal having breakfast at three in the morning. I want a bit of sleep, Rob. No, we're uh, we're off to the Bridgewater Pub in Worsley, so we got. Like, 15 of us going in a, in a minibus um, so it opens at 12 o'clock so we're going to go in for a pint and get on the lash and then uh, probably get something to eat before the game but yeah I probably won't sleep much the night before so it might be a 6am bacon butty and then uh, looking at all the sports news on TV and stuff so uh, yeah I'm looking forward to it mate yeah usually for me it's a, it's a fry up pint of lager and, and a tomato juice that's my go to um, Salford pre-match meal uh, you know for the big game anyway Paul what about you? What do you have a pint in your house? You no in your <laughs> <laughs> No not every game just just like just, obviously not now because we're you know you sometimes I'm commentating but when I was on the terrace I used to be able to go to like Weber Spoons or the the, the cafe outside Piccadilly uh, train stations are getting there about 9 o'clock in the morning and have, have a, a fry up and then have a beer wherever we were going and Pretty good memories, really, with the boys. We all go down, have a beer, and have a breakfast together. It was uh, it was good stuff. Uh, well, you'd watch your pre-match uh, breakfast, anything special uh, lined up? I, I suffer from quite bad nerves, me, Rob, as you, as you know. <laughs> I get pretty nervous before the game, well, a week before, but especially on game day, I'll tell you that, I, uh, I drive a bath, just pacing, pacing around the house and that, but... Well, yeah, I don't really have a ritual or anything. It's just sometimes the night before I'm watching an old DVD, an old match DVD or something. I'll probably watch the Wigan Cup game, I think, this week on Saturday night. You know, the 96th one, that'll get me in the mood and cheer me up, I think, and just get me get me in tune. But I don't really have a, have a ritual or anything, really, to be honest. Talking about food, Ryan, I think your dog needs feeding. I know, mate. He's, he's barking. I was kicking a ball about in the conservatory and he's, uh, he's going a bit nuts there. <laughs> so I'll probably cut that out, won't we, mate? I don't know, he's doing it, but... Uh, yeah, oh God. yeah. So obviously, you know, great. Hopefully, you know, the boys will be, uh, you know, fully up, fired up for the game, and you know, great for the fans to be able to go down to the breakfast. It finishes at half twelve to give everyone an extra hour to get down, Paul. And you know, it's going to be a cracking atmosphere. We're all going to be well up for it. Yeah, it certainly is. It certainly is. It's every day. It seems you have to get a bit closer, don't it? Now and then. it's funny because I was at work today and I kept thinking it was Thursday. I've got really mixed up this week it's only Wednesday isn't it? and I'm thinking oh, I, I, I booked some time off work mate. I booked Friday off 
before the semi-final because I thought there's a chance the semi-final could be Friday night you know Doncaster or something I'll, I'll book that Friday just in case so I've just got one day at work now to get through tomorrow and then my mind's totally on well it has been on so far. I've been telling all my customers at work about the, the match and you know um, just spreading the, spreading the word of Salford. I had, I had quite an emotional chat with an elderly lady today actually who was an Oldham supporter and um, she was going on about how good Oldham used to be and she was like, I said, this could be Salford getting to Wembley. This is the first time since 1969. She got so emotional, she had tears coming down her face. She was writing it on a calendar. She wrote it on a calendar in the kitchen saying, oh, I'll be watching that on BBC Two, my cup of tea on, uh, on Sunday afternoon or BBC One or whatever it's on. So I've spread the gospel to one elderly lady and it will be watching us. So uh, that's, that's my uh, deed for the day. Yeah, it's great. Obviously, it's great. You know, Ryan, the cup excites everyone and done it. It's magical and uh, like Paul's little old lady there, you know what I mean? It, it's, it sort of lights up her life a bit. Yeah, definitely. It's really special, isn't it? And especially for the older generation as well, and the people who went to to the old Wembley. I know it's it's like the it's like the pinnacle of sports in rugby league to get to that Challenge Cup final. And it's just it's just it gets everyone excited, doesn't it? I've never known a build up to a game like it. I know we had the million pound game last year, but it was a little bit different. That it was like a fear of loss, where this is like a complete glory competition. So. I'm just really excited to see how it pans out, and another thing I'm really excited about is just to see how many Salford fans are there. You know, we're sold out our allocation now. There's going to be, you know, way over 5,000 Salford fans, and that the noise that we could generate on Sunday if we start winning that game will just be superb. So, yeah, just dead excited, mate. So, yeah. Well, it becomes another where were you moment, weren't it, Paul? You know, what I mean, like we look back at the Sheffield game, and you know, with you know, through teary eyes. But this one could be, you know, we could be totally different. We could be on for a, you know, a glorious, glorious uh, win. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, if you went on Sunday, I mean, I wouldn't say it wipes away the memory of that, but, you know, if you ask a lot of Salford supporters, me included, that that's still, we still think about that, you know, sometimes and it's in the, the back of your mind and you think about what might have been that season and, um, you know, stuff like this, it can help sort of ease the pain of that, can it, if we, if we were to win. And especially playing Wigan as well, I mean, Going back to team, other teams and that, I wouldn't say I was a Wigan hater. You know, as a kid growing up, I always sort of admired Wigan and the way they played and you know the, the history of their club and all that sort of thing. But I think what spurs me on about playing them now is they've rubbed our noses in it over the years, haven't they? And I've seen them, I've seen them give us dishes out some some big ideas, especially away from home at Central Park and at the JJP. So I'd love nothing more than to to beat Wigan and, and Sean Wayne and. And you know all that history they've got behind them, and, and, and get to Wembley and get past them. I think it'd be great for us. I think it'd be a great scalp for us, you know, to be the big legendary name that is Wigan. And I think it could really put us on the map. Yeah, game-changing moments, Ryan. That's that's what it's all about. Obviously, all the big work that the club have done uh, through the uh, the year in the community, going to the the social clubs and the the amateur clubs and the schools and the colleges. You know, it all boils down to this. We come through in the semi-final and Challenge Cup, and everyone gets electrified, don't they? Yeah, that's it. That's you know, that, that work, you know, the, the efforts and the, you know, the determination of the foundation and Ian Blees and the players that have been turning up to these events, you know, that's made us, you know, be able to attract, you know, over 5,000 fans going to this game on Sunday and you know, you've got to give a lot of credit, I think, to, to the staff who are working behind the scenes as well as the players. I just think, you know, uh, that's, that's a tremendous effort. I can't remember the last time, well, it was probably the last game of the Willows that we had. You know, the 5,000 old fans at a game or maybe the Wakefield game the first uh, game of the Devolution but you know, to take over 5,000 fans to, uh, to an away game is, is pretty special so uh, 
Yeah, it's just it's just going to be awesome. I'm really looking forward to seeing it, you know and hearing that noise that we generate. Yeah, I suppose you forget about the people behind the scenes, don't you, Paul? Both the playing side and the sort of the admin side. You know, it's it's a it's a tough job, and and they do it. You know, week in week out, and they give it they give it all, don't they? Oh yeah, there's, there's some great people behind the scenes at Salford. I don't think there's as many as what other clubs. If you if you got Leeds and Warrington and Wigan, you know, check the, the staff they've got there. They probably there's probably double, treble the amount of people that's working at Salford. But you know, when you go down to the stadium, I was down there yesterday, and people are working overtime, aren't they? And, and the passion that everybody has there, it's great to see. And they're like a little family, really, aren't they? When, when you see them and. Uh, yeah, I, I think the work they've done this season has been really commendable. It's been, it's been great, really. And, uh, I think it just top it off this. My my real fear is, and I don't want to put a damper on anything. I, I just I just don't want us to get blown away. That's that's my fear that you know Wigan blows away. I don't think they will, but that's just in the back of my mind that we'll, we'll get hammered and all those people will get let down. Uh, and I just hope that doesn't happen because I think the way we've, we've played this season, I think the supporters deserve it. I think the players. All the staff doing well. Yeah, I, th- I think Paul uh, Ryan, sorry, like Paul said, it's like like a little family in it, and obviously, you know, people who work behind the scenes, the players see them every day, you know them, they'll look into their eyes and they'll know that you have to put a shift in for, for them. Yeah, they should do it for themselves as well. Um, you know, they should. They've got a. It's such a big game, and if, if you're a rugby player, you can't get fired up for, you know, play the semi final of Challenge Cup in front of a big crowd against Wigan. Now, when are you ever going to get fired up? And I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be a massive buzz around the club this week. I'm sure, you know, Friday night's gone. But luckily, we had that game on Sunday as well, didn't we? The St. Ellen's Wakefield game, which confirmed us getting in fourth, which we didn't really expect. So, I feel like we've picked up a little bit of momentum from that. And I'm sure we'll have an happy coming in on Monday morning. I'm sure we'll have had, like, a team meeting and everyone will have sat down and discussed things and how big a week that that is for the club. And yeah, hopefully that'll spur us on. And if any of the fans are listening now, I'm sure a lot will be. Let's, let's make the best atmosphere at any rugby league game. Like if, we, if we win that game, if we get off to a good start, you know, let's show that we are the best and most passionate fans in the league. And the players have said this year, you've seen the recent interviews with, interviews with you know, like Todd Carney and uh, Weller Rackett. You know, if we can really get behind the players from minute one, they will give off 100%. They won't let us down. So... Yeah, I suppose it's about focusing on getting behind the players and not getting distracted about Jane Child being the referee, Paul. Yeah, to be honest with you, mate, I, I won't even be looking at the referees on Sunday. I mean, it's all about the, the 17 lads in that squad and the 13 lads that take the pitch. I mean, referees going to have decisions to make. The video ref will probably be called upon and have decisions to make, but... At the end of the day, you think, I think you make your own look, don't you, in, in, in games like that, and you've got to go there switched on, and I, I wouldn't let that, if I was Ian Watson talking to players, I wouldn't let that play on my mind as a player. I think you've got to, you've got it in your own hands, haven't you? You've got to go there and do the job. So, uh, I've seen people say on Facebook about the referees, but I'm not interested in that. I don't care who the touchdowns are, the referees, we've got to go there and, and do the business. Yeah, there's a bit of a melt, weren't they, on, on Twitter, Ryan, but... You know, us fans, like Paul says, and like you said, it's all about backing the players in big moments like this. And if we get distracted when James Charles gives us a dodgy decision and we start going after him, it's not going to help the players, is it, in the crucial, crucial moment of the game? It's not, but I, I still think them, them fans that we've got in them seats on that touchline, they, to they need to make sure that if any sort of 50-50 happens, 
that we are all over it so we win that decision. I saw at Castleford the other week, which was one of the worst refereeing displays of all time, not only from Phil Bentham, but from the video ref and that touch judge who give them dodgy decisions. So we need to make sure as fans that we are getting on them 50-50s. If there is any sort of sight of a high tackle or a punch in, in the ruck, we need to be making sure that we're making noise and winning them decisions. And this game is going to, on a forward pass, anything like that, get all over it. Get all over it and get on the back of the referee so we win them decisions. The fans, are, the referees play to the crowd so often. Like, you saw it at Caspi of the Week. We need to we need to be all over it on Sunday. Like so, like we can we can actually make a huge difference on the outcome of this game by how good the atmosphere is and how much we get behind them players. So I just think it's something to, to take into consideration. So we're basically we're going into guerrilla warfare now, Ryan. That's what it is like. I, I just think we should, as fans, we should go into that game saying, you know what? I'm going to walk through that turnstile. I'm going to sing my heart out for them lads because we've had a great season. And we should do whatever it takes to get behind them players and win that game. And we can have a massive impact on that from when they come out for the warm-up, from when we're cheering the names, from when we're flying that flag and from when we're singing them songs. That can have a huge impact on how them players feel going into that game. If we can get off to a good start, and the other thing we need to do as well is whether we can make a mistake, get Dr. Devil with a drum, winding them up. You know what I mean? Let's just do whatever it takes to win that game. And we can win as well. Right? If we start... Starting 13, which I think we should, with that bench, we stand a really good chance to win the game, but we have to get off to a good start and we have to get behind the players on Sunday. So, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, uh, fine. Well, next bit of news Willow Memories at uh, the Lowry's on Sunday after the game, Paul. An opportunity to have a look back at the uh, the memories of the Willows and everything with, that came with it. Yeah, it sounds fantastic. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get there, you know, whether it be in the semi final and, you know, the bits and bobs we do after the game. So I'm a bit disappointed, really. It's a shame it's on, it's on that day, isn't it? You, you know, finding the NFL that was playing on the Saturday. <laughs> no knowing that. But, but yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a great show. I saw John Black doing this today. I know he's really looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a great a great event now. And I think there's, there's quite a lot of tickets still left as well because apparently that Lowry Theatre holds about 900 people, I think. So I think there's still quite a lot of tickets. They've sold a lot of tickets, but I know there's quite a few left if, you, if you're up for going. Yeah, it's great to look back, Ryan, at the heritage and the history of our club and the Willows. Um, and it's, it's a really special night, I think. Yeah, it's going to be really good. I'm not, I'm not going, unfortunately, but who knows if, if we win the game. I think a lot of people will be like buzzing and think, yeah, go on, we'll have a night out the Lowry. It is quite unfortunate how it fell on the same day. But, you know, who knows? It could be, again, like a, <laughs> a really good uh, thing to add to the day, couldn't it? So we've just, just got to... Uh, Got to make sure we win, and I'm sure they'll get a few more people there. Yeah, John Blackburn might have a problem with four and a half thousand people turn up at the Lowry on, yeah. on Sunday. <laughs> that might that might, might become a bit of a problem for him. Um, lots of lots of other things going on uh, this week, uh, Paul. The sounds of Salford have they have a, a show? Uh, looking forward to the semi final. They also got an interview with uh, Chris Brown, and that's uh, worth tuning in for too. Yeah, I listened to that Chris Brown interview last last night. I think it was, and uh, yeah, enjoyed it. It was really good. Um, yeah, their, their show's good I always have a listen to their show and uh, I usually listen to it when I'm driving around at work it always makes me smile I, I, I went on the other week actually they phoned me up out of the blue I didn't know I was going to be on doing the predictions and uh, I don't think it did very well though so uh, but yeah yeah, there's a lot there's a lot of good shows out there at the moment and a lot of good people doing stuff and if you're not listening to us have a listen to them as well yeah there's also the Sports Zone on Soul for City Radio Mark and Albia and me and Paul talking all things uh, Soul for Red Devils right it's great Obviously, reaching out into the community, uh, trying to promote the club. 
Yeah, it's definitely anything that you can do to sort of engage the fans every single day. Like, for example, like, I think we've got like 10 fans split accounts out there. You've got Red Army Salford, original, original Red Devils, uh, you've got Salford Faithful, and little things like that where people are logging into social media and they're always thinking Salford every single day. And, you know, the work's been done with the marketing. That's important to build that support base. For all you know, every single home game, you know, we might bring, you know, there might be 50 new fans there, we might win. They follow this particular Twitter page because they have a good night, and then suddenly, you, you know, you're getting them hooked not only at the games but throughout the week, just constantly updating them the news and stuff like that. A little podcast like you know what we do as well. You know, I know loads of people listen to this podcast. I'm sure we'll get you know big viewers this week. So it's just it's just good things that the fans do to you know to help the club drive forward. Yeah, um, I, well, I'm on. Well, me and Paul are on um, contact radio contact. And Bobby's Magic Music Hour, Paul, that was a you know a show we put together. It's out goes out on Thursday, nine till ten. Um and on Saturday seven till eight. Both kind of like played out live. Um great show. Music all about Salford and uh, you know, definitely a big thing to build up to the uh, semi final. Yeah, we had some good tunes on them, Well you picked you picked the tunes, didn't you? But yeah. they're all good songs and that and uh, yeah, we had a bit a good bit of chat as well. So like like Ryan said there, I think there's been a lot of good things this season, I, I've noticed, and just going after, there's a lot of good Facebook pages as well, isn't there, on, on Facebook now, and all different sort of things, and every time, I don't know about you guys, but every time I log on to Facebook, the first things that comes out of my timeline, it's always something about Salford, or, you know, some sort of Salford page, and, you know, I think that's great, because, I mean, that's, when I go on Facebook, that's all I'm interested in, I'm not interested in what someone's had for the tea, or what they're doing this afternoon, I just want to know what, what's going on at the club, so, uh, so yeah, I think, I think a lot of momentum's been built this season, and, uh, you know, this this game on Sunday is sort of the pinnacle of it now, and if we can if we, if we can do this much with the, the limited success we've had, what's it going to be like if we do have some success and, and get to Wembley and, and win things? It's going to take off even more. So it it's a really exciting time to, to be a Salford supporter at the moment. Hey Ryan, do you like the way Paul sort of blamed me for the for the music that's being to be played on on radio <laughs> radio contact? It was it was Rob's idea. These are the songs. To be honest, they are they are all have a Salford link, and they're all quite sort of cheesy and party and it's kind of like um, I enjoyed it mate anyway, yeah. I thought they were good yeah yeah, it was a good show and obviously make sure you we'll tune in <laughs> make sure you tune in because that's what you want it's, it's ideal preparation to build up to the uh, to the game round yeah. I think so yeah hopefully yeah, that's, that's mate, like little things like that make a massive difference and people don't realise that little details like so far like doing the podcast and you know, doing your radio shows it's just little things like that that to get people hooked and engaged and it's the passion that sort of um, you know it snowballs onto people doesn't it like people you know feel that passion when they come to the games and I'm sure on, on Sunday as well there'll be a lot of fans there that might not have been sold for the games for years or you know and if we can win you know what an opportunity you've got to sell them season tickets next year and anybody if we go if we play on Sunday and we win and we go to Wembley imagine how many will say then you know what an opportunity that is so that's why I'm just like, let's just give it everything on Sunday. So, yeah, let's, I just hope we win, mate. I really do. Yeah. So that's all the news we've got uh, this week. And what we'll do now, uh, we'll look what our amateur sides did uh, this week with Paul. And then we'll have our interview with Ian Watson. Looking forward to the cup game against Wigan on Sunday. Right, 
Right, well, this week's amateur report will start off with the National Conference Leagues. There's a few results and fixtures to get through in this one. Rochdale Mayfield, they had a great win on Saturday, the 22nd of July. They won away from home at Wigan St. Pat's by 28 points to 18. Tries from Folden, Butterworth, Hartley and Ashton and Sheridan. Four goals from Hartley with six apiece that game at half-time. So Rochdale Mayfield doing well to uh, to run away with that in the second half. So Mayfield sit fourth in the table. They're just a point behind Wafro, two points behind Thatoe. Sorry, Sidall are uh, seven points clear at the top of the table in the, in the Premier Division. Rochdale Mayfield are in action again this week coming Saturday the 29th of July. They'll be away from home against Kells. So that's a big game for Mayfield in their push at the top of the table. In Division 2, Salford City Roosters went down 52 points to 6 against Thornhill Trojans. The Thornhill Trojans are second in the table so it was always going to be a tough uh, match going over there to Thornhill. The try came from Tom Smith and the goal coming from Alex Edwards. Uh, Salford City Roosters will be in action this weekend when they take on Ulton Raiders at home. The rest of the scores in Division 2, Saddleworth Rangers 24, Drillington 10. And Waterhead Warriors match against Stanley was postponed. Waterhead didn't have a team. And Oldham St Anne's game against Ellen was cancelled as Ellen have withdrawn from the league. So, as I said, the fixtures for the 29 Kells play Rochdale Mayfield in the Premier. Division 2, Millham against Saddleworth Rangers. Division 2 also is Salford City Roosters against Oldham Raiders. And in Division 3, it's Eastmore Dragons against Oldham St Anne's. And the Waterhead Warriors against Dewsbury Moor Maroons. The draw for the semi finals of the Rugby Football League Challenge Trophy is as follows Milford Marlins have got Hunslet Club Parkside. And West Hall play Wigan St Patrick's, the town for those games will be played on Saturday the 19th of August. Right, well, moving on to the North West Men's League. Not many results this week, but I've got the ones for you. In Division 1, Bamba Bridge 24, Folly Lane 86. Fantastic win for Folly Lane there in Division 1. Division 2, Manchester Rangers 34, Charlie Panthers 28, Widnes Tigers 32, Rochdale Mayfield A8. Division 3, Burton Woodbridge 16, Rochdale Cobras 18, and Wigan Bulldogs 6, Oldham St Anne's A8. 86, so two big results there for our local teams. In Division 4, Little Hulton Reds 28, Wollstone Rovers A32, and Runcorn 46, Caddy's Head Rhinos 24. In Division 5, Berry Broncos A34, Garswood Stags 31, and Saddleworth Rangers A32, Holton Farmworth Hornets A30. The fixtures for this week are all on the Saturday, the 29th of July. In Division 1, Holton Farmworth Hornets play Folly Lane. Division 2, Rochdale Mayfield A against the Berry Broncos. Witness Tigers also against Manchester Rangers in Division 2. Division 3, Chester Gladiators against the Oldham St Anne's A. Crossfields A against Rochdale Cobras and Fitton Hill Bulldogs against Wigan Bulldogs. Division 4, West Horton Lions play Runcorn and Manchester Rangers A play Wollstone Rovers A. Division 5, it's Berry Broncos A against Wigan Springview and Saddleworth Rangers A against Blackpool Stanley. Well, just a couple of results in the North West Youth League. On Wednesday night, the 19th of July, in the under-16s, Wigan St Cuthbert's 20, Caddy's Head 42. And there was a couple of results on Sunday. These games were, and it was in Division 2 of the under-16s. It was South Trafford 36, Folly Lane 20. And in a friendly, Caddy's Head 38, Rochdale 8. That was also in the under-16s. The fixtures for this Sunday, there's just... Two, two, sorry, three to bring you. In Division 1 of the under-16s, it's Hindley against Saddleworth. Division 2 of the under-16s is Burtonwood against Rochdale and Oral St James against Folly Lane. Well, finally this week, I've got a couple of results from the Wheelchair World Cup Rugby League. On Thursday, these were group games. It was Australia 72, Wales 24, France 71, England 31, Scotland 6, Italy 110. All these were played at the Hal O Sport in Carcassonne. On Saturday, there was a few more results. France 102, Australia 22, Spain 39, Italy 68, Wales 32, 
England 78. The fixtures for this week, Monday the 24th of July, Scotland play Spain, France play Wales and Australia play England. And the finals will take place on the 25th of July, the 26th and the 27th. And the, the actual World Cup final will be on the 28th of July. So I'll keep you posted when I find out about those. That's all I've got for you this week. Good luck to Salford on Sunday in the Challenge Cup semi-final. I'm really nervous about that. I'll catch you all there. Twenty-four hours a day. Radio contact. Right, just with Ian Watson, we've just done the, the press conference, obviously. How excited are you for, for Sunday now? Yeah, re- really excited. It's a, one of the big games that everyone wants to play in. You, you kind of work hard all your career to kind of be involved in the big games as well. And when they come around, they're special occasions. So you can only look at them with kind of excitement, really. How's preparation going this week? I mean, we've had a few disappointing weeks in the last couple of weeks. And yep. have you, what are you working on to fix that up? Oh, there's, there's been things that we've been working on all through the last kind of month, really, in preparation for going forward. Because we knew we were going to be in these kind of little super eights and the big games or well, we knew we was going to be in the Challenge Cup semi-final as well so there's been things that we've been working on within the group which we've seen signs of them in there as well um, it's just for us to kind of piece everything together um, put our best put foot forward really at the weekend and give maximum effort um, and that was probably what was missing the first half against Lee was kind of the way we started the game was poor and we know we're going to start well so we've got to make sure that we rectify that and we start really well from the beginning That seems to have been a problem the last three games Lee's Castleford yeah. and Lee we've gone behind in those games haven't we and people have said to me you know think they've got their, their eye on the cup you as a, as a coach you obviously don't want them to, to think like that but I suppose in a way it's always going to be on the back of players' yeah. minds and you're only human aren't they? Yeah you, you don't want it to be there because you want to focus on every performance and we, we pride ourselves on every performance and you get picked on the following game from that performance and if you do your job um, the one thing for us is you do know as players and it is there at the back of some people's mind as well but they're the, they're the real elite professionals who can separate that and go forward and still put the best foot forward and we've seen from individuals within the game and that's probably what's been key for us is there's been individuals who've been very good in our games and there have been some individuals who've not and whether that's because they're worrying about things that are coming further down the line but if you do that you're not certain of playing in them games as well so you need to make sure that you've always got to focus and I think that's something that kind of our group's learning to be fair because like I say it's been a long time since they've been in these big games there's some players who've been in these big games within our group there's some young players who've not been in these games and not been in and around them as well so how they how they handle them and they handle the weeks leading up to them is all new to them as well and they're learning and it's brilliant from going forward as an experience you learn so much off the flights as well and hopefully that will make us stronger as a club so that we're competing regularly at this level How do you prepare for that, that big threat that we can pose especially out wide is that something you're working on in training well, they're obviously explosive there's a lot of pace there and it's yeah. something you're going to have to obviously you're going to have to be on your guard aren't you Yeah we've got to be smart with the, kind of the way we defend we've got to defend well amongst everything the team that defends best will probably win this one as well um, it's, it's no secret that defence wins your competitions as well and there's been little bits where our defence has been very good against Castle for our middles were outstanding but then our edge we got broke down on the edge really with a couple of like one-on-ones more than anything as well but we could have done things a little bit smarter in that game with our numbers against Lee again um, we played there and there were certain things that were good but again we got exploited a little bit on the left edge last week um, just through getting a little bit 
too quick in the middle for us and then um, catching us on the back of that and then us not being good enough to kind of close it down really so like I say we, you learn from all these experiences if you don't learn from that's a problem but generally we learn from we just need to make sure that we were defending like we were at the beginning of the year and the reason we were defending so well at the beginning of the year was because of our effort to work hard for each other and was to get our numbers in the contacts as well um, so it's something that we'll, um, we'll work hard on this week 48 years since we've been to Wembley and I mean it'd be special for you as a local guy to, to yeah. take us there wouldn't it I mean it means so much to the Salford supporters it, you know that must be extra pressure but you know you played in a semi-final for Salford how does the, pe- the pressure differ being a coach as to a player because oh, you was only young then yeah. at the start of your career really weren't you as a, as a coach you worry about everything <laughs> you're worrying about all the players all the time it's, it's completely different when you play you just you worry about yourself and your own performance and your own preparation and things like that and it, it's to be fair from coaching it's very simple as a player really but when you're a player you don't yeah. see it that way but then when you do you remember much about that semi-final in the yeah I do remember getting a I thought I'd scored in the first minute it, it still haunts me Steve uh, Blakely got cartwheeled off that Julian O'Neill didn't it? that's what yeah, I remember I remember yeah, him getting taken out and you well, know, should have been sent off I we thought. had a scrum I think after about one and a half minutes or something like that in the the bottom left corner of the pitch and David Hume I think it was come out the short side and he hit me and I kind of shown it to winger but thought I was through and, and went for it and then I remember Lee Braze hitting over the top of the ball and he like he, he knocked the ball out of my hands and we didn't score on that one and I always remember that thinking if we'd have scored first there we'd have won so you kind of blame yourself at certain points for, for things as well but this like I say it's, it's a great experience to be involved in and to recall later on so you can use that experience to kind of help other people and help kind of the younger guys and especially with the season we've had this year I think we deserve to be there obviously yeah yeah, we've we've had a we've had a kind of a tough ending to be fair, but was talking to Bleasy about our season when we finished fifth, and we said, you know what? Said we we, we kind of was one one lost one 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 lost one, kind of all the way through was like that. Whereas this year we'd been really consistent, really good, got onto a real good run. Towards the back end, we we fell off a little bit. Um, whether that's, that's little things of our detail of our effort whether it's a little bit of fatigue whether it's something because it's new to us being up this top end I think I well. mentioned it to you the other week about the squad yeah. we haven't got the biggest squad in no, the world have we yeah. the lads who've come in like the youngsters you must be really pleased with how they've gone I mean I, from I, Daniel Murray how, yeah. how well's he been the last few yeah, weeks I, 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 made, I made up for them because I know as a club for going forward that will make us stronger and it will make us better for everything they face now um, the one big kind of issue for us is we are one of the smallest squads like I say our medical team do a good job on that 12 and keep on the field which is key for us um, but we've had a lot of guys play more games than they've ever played in a season before um, and I know still a lot to go as well yeah, yeah. And, and, <laughs> but, but that, and that's kind of the excitement thing now because it, it, it has a different outlook so rather than it just being the league now it's the business end now so there's a cup semi-final so there's a cup final to play for there's the there's the grand final now to play for so it's the real serious bits now and that's what generates that energy again back in you at the back end of the season because look it, it's tough going out there every week and getting banged around as well especially some of the size of the guys now they are the, the proper athletes now and physical athletes as well so they bang each other around and the first part of the week is about recovering and some are still recovering a little bit later on the good thing is we've got young lads who bounce back pretty quickly to be fair um, but like I say it does catch up to you at the end but like this energy of the cups 
been really energised us this week. So I don't like to ask you too much about injuries because I know you don't like giving much away. But is is the lads going to be in contention? Who've been out for the last few weeks? I mean, I know Cop Jack's been been there, been missing, aren't he's, We've got a, he's got a chance. Or? Well, we've got a couple back out on the training field um, who've come out. As far as will they play, we're not sure yeah. yet. We'll see where we get to. How's Manu and um, yeah, Tyrone they're looking today? They're settling okay. great. Yeah, yeah, they trained yesterday with us. Like I said, there was a couple of guys on the training field yesterday who've not been out for a while as well, and that adds to you. I think, like I say, that'll be good because they're probably fresh because they've not played for. Because at the league while. game on Friday night, we were quite quite down. No one ever seems to say anything about our injuries, but we were quite low on numbers really. What was yeah. that game? Key players as well missing. Yeah, I think it's probably because we don't bang on about it. But no. I, I love look. I love the fact that we've got young lads who are getting game time and improving and while you'd say yeah we want to fi- we want to finish the season off winning all them five games I want to win every game I play in me I, I get real competitive it really hurts when we lose um, supporters the um, expectations get raised as well don't because yeah. I've noticed that you listen to supporters and they're moaning because you've lost this and moaning yeah. you think well, I mean, this is Salford I mean how long have you watched them for yeah. I mean, we're not used to being up there and it's, it's, a, it's a changing culture yeah. as well I suppose yeah it? it is but that's a, that's a good thing that we've lifted their expectations because like we said last year it wasn't good enough for us just to be in the games and just compete this year we've gone up another level and we, we finished fourth which is which is something to be real proud of as a, as a club um, really for, for a long time and like I say on, on the out, on the outside of that the, the key I've been really keen on is the young guys being able to play games and being able to develop because I know that will make us a stronger club going forward so this level what they're playing at now as well in these two plays what they'll be coming up to this is a different level um, you're playing against the best teams all the time and you get better by playing at that level so the people like Daniel Murray, Ryan Lannan, Jay Bibby, Josh Wood, people like Chris Bryan, hopefully if he comes back, um, these guys will get more opportunity and more exposure at this level, so they'll be better for that, and Salford will be better for that going down, so it seems a bit tough on the last few weeks that we've had them losses, but we'll be better for that going forward, um, 100%. So, with, today, with today being Tuesday, when, when are you going to most likely have your lineup? Is, is Ian Watson got it in his head now what it's going to be? Or? More, more or less, more or less yeah, yeah, more or less, it's, um, we're just waiting on a couple of a few things really just to see what our training does tomorrow um, but I, I'm pretty certain of which way I want to go um, that'll be dictated a little bit by training tomorrow really and kind of who comes through on the back of that so we'll, we'll see tomorrow you seem really calm here I'm, I'm nervous oh, as anything but yeah. you seem like you've got your head screwed on you're really calm and will nerves tick him do nerves tick him for you or is it different for you yeah before the game um, it's like it's a big mixture of like nervous and excited don't worry about like I say the teams you're playing kind of well, I remember seeing you at the yeah. million pound game and you, you just didn't look bothered at all you just yeah. like really calm and sort of you were the coolest guy in Craven Park I think that day <laughs> I think that comes through just playing half it's like when you were talking to Todd before about a few things there you kind of situations you're kind of thrown in as a half you've got to think a lot calmer and you've got yeah. to keep a cool head yeah. so when everything's racing around you've got to be quite calm and try and weigh up the options of what you can do and I think that's probably important for when you're coaching as well and I, I try to do that to try and keep a level head and sometimes I'll react on emotion I'm quite emotional when I react um, but the big thing is, is I'll try and look at it from a different point of view rather than just looking at it at mine and, and a real emotional view so sometimes you've got to step back really and kind of not let yourself get tied up in all the emotion of it what, what's your like first memories of the club you know you've grown up playing the game from a really young age you know back in the 80s 90s whatever yeah. bit, I think you're a bit older than me aren't you so yeah. what's, what's like your <laughs> yeah. first memory of the Challenge oh. Cup 
we used to always watch the Times Cup final every, every year. The, the ones that kind of stick out are like um, Ellery Anlet in it. Um, like they used to run sideways, but he used to always end up scoring. He'd, he'd run like 100 metres left and then go forward 100 metres yeah. as well. Score. Martin Hart. Clive when he ran sideways against St. Helens. I remember yeah, that yeah, one, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There's, there's little bits like them ones really that kind of stick out. Um, someone always used to show me a kick. I think it was my, my dad showing me his... Um, Somebody kicking underneath the post in it in the post. Um, Tom Fox was it? Yeah, was it for Wakefield? Oh, Wakefield was yeah, it? Yeah. Remember he showing me that and saying like you can't always just think you've kind of yeah, yeah. and all that stuff and not to get ahead of yourself and stuff like that. So yeah, there's different times from different eras that you look at. It's um, a special competition. Yeah, like it has yeah. a magic to it, doesn't yeah. it? Challenge. Wem- Wembley's always one of the big ones because um, I went there when the international was played. I never wanted to go as a player unless I was. I went that once, um, but it was to watch John McAtee playing for Great Britain Academy, actually, for New Zealand. And we watched that game, and then I kind of never wanted to go again unless I was playing. Um, that was always my thing. So I was a bit nervous when I went with Wales, because I said I'd never go unless I was playing. Right. And I didn't know whether I was going to be in the, yeah. the team that week. Just stay in the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. And then we had this captain's run on the pitch the day before, and I was like, didn't know whether I was tempting fate going on it and stuff yeah. like that. But then, obviously... Ended up playing that. That's kind of issue. But the Challenge Cup is a special, special competition for us, and it's hopefully something we can make some good history for ourselves and for our club this year. I, I hope so, and I'm really nervous about it. But I just want to wish you all the best from all the guys on Devil in Detail and all the lads at Salford City Radio. All the best for Sunday, and we really hope you get to Wembley, mate. Cheers, thanks, Paul. So that was Ian Watson, Paul, looking forward to the semi-final against Wigan. You know, he seems quite relaxed about it. Yeah, he certainly did. Yeah, it was it was nice to speak to what you know after the after the game. There was like pressure on the game. You got the emotions of the game. It was just nice to talk about you know the semi final and just have a, have a chat really. And yeah, he was relaxed. He's looking forward to it, but he switched on. What I wouldn't say he was too relaxed. He, he knows what he's, he's going to be doing this week. One of the things I asked him in the, the press conference was, "We are approaching um, this week differently, you know, to running the middle league game." And he, he said, "No, we're going to keep it simple." everything's going to be more or less the same so they won't be changing massive changes and things like that so uh, so yeah he's dead excited but oh, and I think it'd be great you know the job that he's done at Salford how good would it be for him to take us to, to Wembley you know a local lad a proud local lad as well yeah big test for him Ryan obviously it's semi-final of Challenge Cup he's, like Paul said he's a local lad he knows how important it is uh, to us uh, it's a big big moment for him yeah it's a huge moment and it's uh, yeah it's a huge game for Wattel you know I think he's done a tremendous job since he came in last year and to get to a semi-final with Salford in all his second season is huge and with him being like a local player and having played for the club, uh, the club previously it just makes it all the more special doesn't it and you've got Ian, Ian Blees as well as the CEO he's a, a Salford lad through and through too so if, 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 if there's any time for us to do it it's now and I think I think it makes it mean even more as well having a, a Salford coach and a, a Salford CEO and God, I just, I just thought we did it. It'd just, it'd just be absolutely amazing, wouldn't it? So, uh, yeah, let's, let's just start the last performance on Sunday. Yeah, Paul, he talks about his, his Challenge Cup memories. It was great to see kind of like the personal side of him. Obviously, it's a pressure job in it, being a Super League coach, but it's great he has his own memories of the Cup. Yeah, certainly, yeah. Um, and we were just talking about his, the semi-final that he played in in 97. I remember that game really well. And, you know, we got... We got blown away really by by a really good St Helens side that day, fifty twenty I think it was. But you know the scoreline I thought flat at them that day. We played we played well and we were just beaten by you know a really top side on the day. And 
you know, Ian was in the side that day and he, he remembered, he, nearly, he did, he nearly scored early on in the game. That was sort of at the start of his career, that he was only sort of 20, 21 around that time, 22 maybe. And, um, you know, the progression that he's made, look, look how good he was as a player. You know, he'd probably be the first to admit he wasn't like the sort of a, an international player. He obviously played for Wales, but he wasn't like sort of world class and, and things like that and didn't win loads of trophies. But from what he did, he, he was a great ambassador in every single club that he played for. You know, he gave great service to him. And you go to all those clubs that he played for and, and ask him about Ian Watson, and I'll say the same thing. What a, what a great bloke he was. So, uh, so yeah, and he spoke really highly of the club. It, it means a lot to him. and. I'd just be so proud if, if he let it out of him. I think he'd be brilliant because he's a top bloke off the field as well, Ian. And, uh, yeah, I just wish him all the best on, on Sunday. Yeah, opportunity, Ryan, to, to sort of put himself into Salford history, uh, like Lance Todd, uh, you know, with the coach back then in 36, 39, when they were, you know, fantastic team back then. And, you know, if Ian Watson is able to, you know, produce a team to, to match that, uh, he gets put in the, uh, the same bracket. Yeah, if Ian Watson, you know, if Ian Watson wins this, uh, wins this game, they can build a statue of him outside. I know he's not even won the trophy, but they can build a statue outside the ground with some of him because you know, I don't think we've not been there since 1969. So, you know, how long was that? Like, it's like 40, 48 years. We've not got to a cup final. So, I think if he if he was to take us there, he'd be uh, definitely a legend uh, throughout the whole of Salford. Yeah, it'd be, be very special for him indeed. Was it 38 we won, Paul? Not 39. That's 38. Yeah, yeah, for yeah we lost to Halifax, I think, in 1939, but I think all the players got, they were all poor, they? they all got food poisoning, didn't they? So they, they didn't, do, uh, didn't do so good, but 38 we won, yes. Yeah. 7-4, I think, at Barrow. Yeah, long time, Ryan, long time, but, you know, this team, it could, it could be, you know, the moment. Yeah, it could have the years, is that now? It's got to be like... Is it 79 years since we won the Challenge Cup? And how many years? No, 48, is it? Or 38, 48 since we got there? So it's just, that's, that's staggering, isn't that really? That just, that just goes to show how, you know, how well Ian Watson's done to get us into the semi final. So if he can get us there, God, that's, that's going to be absolutely brilliant. And, you know, people want to go about Salford to Paul, but he's been to Wembley since 1969. That's like, how many generations is that? Two generations? So. You know, it's uh, it's a great opportunity for us to pick up some uh, new support and give the fans what they deserve, a real day to remember. Yeah, so let's all look forward to it uh, in our big match preview. It's time for the Devil of the Details Big Match Preview! So, it all comes down to this on Sunday. So, for Red Devils take on Wigan Warriors at Halliwell Jones Stadium at Warrington Paul it's what dreams are made of yeah, it certainly is it certainly is 80, 80 minutes from glory Rob it's going to be an emotional afternoon it's going to be a high pressure game but it's the sort of games that, that you live for isn't it? these are you know when you go to like Whitehaven on a Thursday night and Batley and grounds like that and Barrow and you know as we've done over the last 10 or 15 years these, these are the, the games that you you, you look forward to aren't they when you're at those sort of grounds you dream of these days so uh, you know we've, been, we've all been to them games so let's have our moment in the sun now and hopefully turn Wigan over yeah chance to rewrite history uh, Ryan we've had a few you know up and downs along the way but this could be the moment for us yeah it could be this could be the year could it that all changes yeah we've been to we've had a few semi-final heartbreaks I can't remember any of them I was only like six the last time we got to a semi-final so uh, for a lot of us, 
for I reckon about just over half of us. This is going to be the, the first time they've been to a semi-final, so it's uh, it's a real chance, a real opportunity to yeah to put to, you know to put us into that final that we've uh, so desperately wanted for the past you know, fifty or so years. So it's, it's going to be a really special day, and I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, and like I said before, Paul, it's it's a bit of a where, you know where were you moment. Obviously, we look back at the the Sheffield uh, semi-final, but. You know, this one, we'll look back at this one, whatever happens, you know, in the same way, but hopefully with a victory this time. Yeah, and I'd just like to, to, to say to the supporters, if you've got one of them blue shirts that we wore in that semi-final against Sheffield, please don't come in on, on, on some bit of it to this semi-final, because every time I see one of them shirts, that one that we wore that day, that bloody blue Joe Bloggs shirt, it just makes me feel ill when I see it, because that game, it just reminds me of that game against Sheffield, but uh, but yeah, I, th- I think I think something's going to be different. I think you know, I am quietly confident that we're going to win this game. I really am. Uh, it's just it's just so exciting. It's um, it's just been on my mind for weeks. And I know I spoke to what we today. We sort of said, "Has it been on the players' minds?" And he he said it, it wasn't. But you know, it's been on my mind, so it's got to have been on theirs. And it's it's just the excitement of get actually getting to Wembley to say you go into Wembley. I think that's you know. It, Obviously, we get there wanting to win it, but I think it's just a massive thing just to get there, isn't it? Mm. As, as the week goes on, Ryan, I'm getting more nervous. Uh, you know, Monday it was like hyperventilating. Might have to shave my hair uh, tomorrow to keep me going till Sunday. Uh, I don't have that problem, mate. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no, it's, it, I'm a little bit nervous on Monday for some reason. I got a bit nervous in the afternoon talking about it, like. It's amazing as well, like obviously everyone at work knows I uh, su- support Salford and you know, uh, you know I've got the bloody sick of me talking about Salford by now, but everyone's been coming up to me, they're all aware of this game and you know how big it is for the club and how big it is for Salford as a city and um, yeah, just, it's, it's more exciting than anything. When that flag turned up before, when the boat came and drove down from Barney Flag to drop it off for I just got dead excited to see the flag and... You know, I'm sure on Sunday, just when we start hearing that atmosphere and that build up and you're having a pint with your mates and you know, everyone's buzzing, I just think it'll be a really, really good day. And I'm, I, I, you know, I'm not expecting us to win. I'm really not. I think we've dropped off a bit recently, but hopefully with that cut form, we can, you know, we can talk about that in the week, and then we can, you know, we can put a good performance. It's all, all I want to see on Sunday is 100% from every single player. From all the fans chanting, and you know we, we can win this game. We really can. We've got the strong. We've got strong enough players to win this game. And all we've got to do is believe in ourselves, and they deserve it as well. After what happened last year with you know the points deduction, we miraculously managed to stay up in an absolute miracle. Uh, it's one of the best games in rugby league I've ever seen. And then to, to to go from that to then finishing fourth and then making a semi final with Charles Court, you know that's that's a great story. That and. You know, I hope that story can continue on Sunday. Yeah, belief can get you a long way, Paul, can't it? You know what I mean? This team gone through the the roller coaster ride of the million pound miracle, like uh, Ryan just says. And you know, if we're looking at it, it's Roy the Rovers now. He comes in, we win the game, and we're on to the final. Yeah, certainly. I think you know, you, you can go on about like having great players and in certain positions and things like that. But I think a lot of rugby leagues played between the years. I've said that to you before, and I've probably said it on here before. I think sort of quite a high percentage is in your head and, and psychologically if you go back to, to 96 I don't think this Wigan team now is any, anywhere near as good as that side they had in 96 and we turned Wigan over that day they had some world class players that they played from that day 
I don't think, and it's debatable really, I suppose, the Salford side we've got now, you know, a lot of the younger supporters would probably say that that, that was better than the 96 Salford, Salford side. But, um, you know, you can do anything, can't you? We beat Wigan already once this season. We've had some great wins this season. You know, we beat Warrington away, we turned you know, Hull away. We've caught with some really good results and, you know, it's just on the day. Look at how well we played at St. Helens and obviously we lost that game. We played really well for 70 minutes of that game and we proved we could do that this season against the, against the big boys. And, uh, you know, it's just that one more game and I get over this one and then uh, obviously we've got seven more games to, to play in the league which are going to be high intensity as well. But there's no reason why we can't win that game on Sunday. If everybody brings their A game and turn up, yeah. I think we can win the game. I suppose, Ryan, it's so important we play... The, the Wigan the team rather than Wigan the name obviously Wigan are a big name in rugby league but they're all the same as us 17 men and like Paul said it's a game between your ears and physically that you know you have to win yeah that's it we've just, we've just got to turn up on the day and give 100% and that, that is all we ask for we're not we're not expecting to win the game we're going into the game as underdogs but like Paul said if, if all those players play well and play with their heart and they'll try as hard as they possibly can there is no reason to say we won't win and we've returned with over this year we went to their place and won, and won 28-0 and in the second half of the first game of the season we didn't score a try in the second half so and that was against a really good Wigan team so I, I, I think, I think that the lads have just got to believe in themselves they're more than capable of pulling off a result on, on Sunday especially you know you look at how many fans we're taking to Warrington we've got a good record at Warrington as well we should take a bit of you know a bit of uh, belief from that too so yeah, just, you know, just give it everything, lads, and just just win the game. That's not just win everything as as, as your motto is. Yeah, looking obviously at the things uh, going around. Uh, Rob Louis, Paul, you know, he went off injured against Lee. Um, not really said anything whether he's going to be fit or not. Um, what do you think? Does he? If he's fit, does he play? Uh, if he's fit, I think he'll play. But I don't think he'll be fit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but you don't know. I mean, he had a boot on didn't he, after the game. Um, I don't like talking to Watto about him just because I don't think it's fair for him to, to, to say things and you know I, I always like to try and keep that in house really because if he's telling me stuff and we're putting interviews out I always think you know perhaps you know the opposition can get wind of that so I always think it's important that they just keep that between themselves and I think Robert Louis is doubting him I don't think he'll play but it'd be great if he does but that's that's Watson's decision and how, how the players will train this week one thing he did say to me is there was, there was players that could be back in contention. They had players that had been out injured. He didn't say who, but had been out and who'd been on the training field this week. So, you know, reading into that, I'm not going to. Well, I will do. I'll say Craig Kopjack. I would have thought he'd, he'd be in the side. Uh, people have said, I've heard rumours Matt Flanagan's out for the season, but then I've heard rumours of people saying he's going to be back in the side. So we'll have to just wait and see on that one. But, you know, we are a bit low on numbers, aren't we? But I think you'll see see a, a few players back back on, uh, on Sunday, definitely. Is there a bit of mind games coming into it, Ryan? You know, Rob Louie. Has a boot on, walking around, everyone disappears, someone takes his boot off, does the can-can, things like that. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's psychological, really, that, that might get at the edge. Yeah, fantasy. what was quite good at that as well. You see the amount of times where he names his 19 and then a player will end up uh, starting. Um, so things like that can be, can be really good. I'm really intrigued to see what his 19 and will be tomorrow. But going back to what you said there, that player's coming back. I don't think Rob, Rob Louis will be available, unfortunately, and he's had a great season. Chris Bryan's going to be out and Lee Mossop's out long term. So I think apart from that, I reckon everyone else will be fit. And then if you add to that that we've got Tyrone McCarthy coming in, he's the guy who's one of the biggest drafters in rugby league. 
he's actually made the vow on as well and then you've got you know the, the we've not talked much about Manu Batavar yet on this show you know what a, what a top player he is you know Sean Wayne in his interview today for the for the Challenge Cup regarding him as an unbelievable winger he's, you know New Zealand international he's the only player to score 10 tries in 10 consecutive seasons in the NRL that, that, that could give us a massive boost on Sunday so you know there's so much that could potentially go in our, our way but we need to try and concentrate on that as opposed to concentrating on what might not go our way and uh, we'll be competitive in the game. Yeah, I think for me, if, if he's not 100% fit, he doesn't play. I don't think you can, as a kind of game, I don't think you can throw him in to a note that he, he pulls through. If he's not totally 100% fit, he doesn't play for me. But we'll have to wait and see. Another sort of headache for Watson with Brian being injured, Paul. The hooking role uh, with only Logan Tompkins, our sort of recognised hooker. Uh, we do have Josh Wood, who's a possibility, and Ozzy Krasnike, um as well, who can fill in there. It'll be a difficult choice for Wattle there. Yeah, it certainly will. I mean, that's another one with Robert Louis. I mean, Robert Louis, he did all right at Castleford, I thought, when he, when he came on and played at Hooker. So, uh, with, his, with his maybe losing Robert now, you've only really got, like you say, Logan Tompkins. Krasnike's done well when he's played there at Hooker, I think, this season. And who else? We've got Josh Wood who can play there. So, it, it, it's going to be really intriguing to see what 19 he picks in whether it'll be tomorrow or I presume it'll be tomorrow Thursday or maybe Friday when it comes out and play on Sunday but I would have thought tomorrow but mm. yeah it'd be really exciting to see his 19 man squad but like Ryan said before you can't always take it as red with his 19 man squad because if you go back through this season there's been quite a few games where players have played and they've not been in the original 19 man squad so you come up on the Sunday and touch body been in and they weren't named so so whether he's going to you know, keep one of those aces up his sleeve, I'm, I'm not too sure. Yeah, I think, Ryan, you know, hooking roll is really important. Wigan you know, will come down the middle. They are big, tough round the rook, uh, and it'll be a key selection for me, that role. Yeah, well, you find towards the end of the year, and Hull do this really well, is the teams will literally just shoot you down the middle, like all the way down the middle, like quick plays the ball down the middle, get the, get the forwards knackered. Morgan Tompkins is going to start hooker, but for me, I thought Ulster Krasnicki, when he's coming at Hooker, has done all right. He's a great defender. So for me, I, I'd go with Ulster Krasnicki uh, as more of a, a second role, but as interchange Hooker if required. I just don't think I just don't think Josh Wood has got the experience in these sorts of games. And you know they're going to target Logan, but at least if you got Ulster Krasnicki, you can come on and play sixty minutes. Uh, you've got someone you can sort of fall back on. Whereas with Josh Wood, I'd be a little bit, a little bit worried for Josh. I just don't think he's got that, that experience in them big games, unfortunately. He's only going to get the experience, though, Ryan, by playing in that, playing in the uh, the hot atmosphere of the semi-final. For me, I, I disagree with that. If it was up to me, I'd put Wood in, um, just for his uh, sort of enthusiasm around the brook, um, playing in the hooking role as well. Wigan might not be looking to target him as much as if it was Aldi Krasnika, for example, who is a natural hooker. Um, and you know his distribution is pretty good as well he's pretty cool, quick round the rook and for me you know it, for me it's all about distribution in that area Wigan will want to slow us down and if we can have two hookers who are all firing you know it's it's good signs for us yeah it is uh, I, I completely I agree with what you try to say and I, I, I don't know I just think I just think you're going to need Chelsea, uh, to be fair also Krasnicki not played in massive games I know he played in the million pound game but I just feel if, you, if you're going to pick teams in form, where else does Olsen Krasnicki fit in with Tyrone McCarthy coming in? Mm. Because I, I, I just think Olsen Krasnicki deserves to be in that, that team. He's played more games this year. 
So for me, I, I, I stick with Kravnicki, but yeah, you know, if you throw Josh Wood in there enough, it's up to Waterloo at the end of the day. All we can do is spec, uh, spec, um, speculate. So it's going to be really interesting to see what team team he picks. Yeah, Ryan's right, Paul. He, he does graft all the Kravnicki. He gives us that enthusiasm, you know, and that's what you want, maybe want in the semi-final. You know, a bit of graft and a bit of hard work. Yeah, I think so. In the semi-final, I think your bench is going to be important. It's, mm. it's what you go with on your bench. And, you know, recently we've had this sort of luxury where we've had Michael Dobson and Robert Louis at half-back and you've had three forwards on the bench and you've been sort of carrying, I won't say carrying Todd Carney, but you know what I'm coming from, don't you? We've had that luxury of Carney on the bench, you know, to... Obviously, Todd Carney's a good player and we've not been able to fit him in the side, so we've had him on the bench there. And that, sometimes that, that makes you weaker, that you're only carrying you know, three forwards on the bench. I think, you know, for this game, I'd go with four big men, I think, on the bench against Wigan. They've got to be yeah. a pack with him. And I think that's the way I'd play it. And I think that's the way you've got to play it now because you've got to play Todd Carney at half So that sort of puts that one to bed. The other big one for me, I think we spoke about before, we were always off there, was, um, was Nia Levels in and Gareth O'Brien. Who, who, who would you start at fullback? Um, that's a tough one um, because you, like we were saying Gareth O'Brien's got that kicking game as well he, he can drop a goal Nia Levels is a very good support player very fast that's another headache that for Ian Watson I think Paul what you've got to think of as well if you're going to play four big forwards on the bench let's say Wigan do a number on Carney or, or Dobson who, who becomes a pivot in our line if, if whoever's got available you know in the squad that's what I think I just think it's about it's about for me, it's like reacting to what could happen. And I'm sure if you're going with four big forwards on the bench, you lose that interchange sort of um, anchor, let's call it, possibility if someone goes injured. Um, well, you've got Gareth, say you play Gareth O'Brien at fullback. Yeah. If something like that did happen. Mm. You've got Gareth O'Brien there as another pivot. Mm. Don't forget you've got Josh Jones there, who's a very versatile player as well. So he could take his place in the back. So you have got room for manoeuvre, haven't you? Because mm. Josh Jones can play forward or in the centre. You could jiggle things around there, but I know where you're coming from. It is, it's a gamble, isn't it? You know, it, Ian will probably have it in his head now who he's going to play. And it's whether, he, you know, can you see him bringing Batavai? Do you think Batavai's going to play? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I'm not so sure on that one because he's not had a lot of game time, has he? And I think, I think it's going to be a huge gamble to, to put him in. And, you know, he's, a good, he's obviously a good player. He's, he's been good in Australia, but he's not played much this season. And it's, it's a big game to go into if you're not up to speed and it's not like it's a friendly game this way you can sort of feel your way and this is a full blood and thunder cup semi-final he's going to have to be switched on he needs to be sharp and you know you get that match sharpness for playing games don't you so that would be a big gamble there's no question he's a good player but that, I think it would be a big gamble to me I'd, I'd definitely throw, I'd throw him in straight away I, I would not have nine levels on the wing for this game he's not good enough in defence to play on the wing and then Jake Bibby's not got the pace you know he's got former you know, New Zealand international, one of the best dry scorers in the NRL. For me, you have to throw him in uh, um, on the wing that game. You can't, you can't not play him on his outlier. You sign him. He'll be a big money as well. I'd be very surprised if he doesn't start on, on Sunday. Suppose he gives us an attacking option on, on the on the outside big unit. You'll have him. We'll have Sal, Josh Jones. There's, there's, there's quite a big unit on that side of the field, Paul, ready to knock on that Wigan door. Yeah, certainly. You look at the, the quality that we're going to have got. We, we're going to need that because they've got Gelly, Gildart, Burgess. You know those three blokes there, international players, full of pace, explosive. You've got um, the, the lad at standoff, um, George Williams. They've got some good players in that side there. We're going to have them in that back line. So yeah, we. I think 
our centre and winger combinations is, is a massive, massive selection for, for him. That's, that's one selection I think he needs to get spot on. Matt McCarthy, Ryan, do you think he'll get a game? Do you think he'll start on the bench or, or not play? I'd have on the bench. This is the team that I go with well, because I think we need to. I think we need to start with the best thirteen because if we go twelve 0 down against Wigan in the semi final, we might as well just forget it. So we need to go with the strongest starting seventeen, which for me is Gareth O'Brien at fullback. Don't think Kevin played very well on Friday, and against Cast defence was so bad. Um, so I go Gareth O'Brien at fullback. I go with Vatavine Johnson on the wings carrying the ball the field. And then I, uh, I dropped Chris Welland because I didn't think he played well on Friday either. And you've got to make an example of people. So I'd go with Josh Jones and Junior Sal at centre. Junior playing with that advice. And then Josh Jones playing with Greg Johnson. Five strong players there across the back. Obviously, you're going to have to go with Todd Carney and Dobson, who really need to pick the game up because they both weren't very good for me against, against Lee. And then I'd start Lamatazi with Coffey in the front row. Logan Tompkins at Ucker. Ben Murdoch, obviously, uh, Weller Araki in second row, and then at least forward to that part, Bodigan. And I think if you have that starting 13, you're giving yourself a chance. And then on the bench, off the back of that, I'd just have the four biggest drafters. So I'd have, first of all, Tyrone McCarthy, who's a top drafter. I'd have George Griffin. I'd then bring Baden Wallen back in, if we can. And then I'd play Otto Krasnicki, and potentially using the Ucker as well. It's a big day for Logan Tompkins, this. I reckon they're going to proper target him, to be honest. Um, but that, that for me, is the team out of the strongest possible 13, and then have four grafters on the bench, and we stand a chance. What do you reckon, Paul? Are you you're making oh, amendments? Please, to... please don't ask me that question. <laughs> <laughs> to read my team yeah. I don't know mine down. No, um, neither have I. Just, I'll just go with... Um, I'll just like sort of pick the bones out of what, of what Ryan said. I I don't think he's fine out there to be honest with you. I think there's there's debates there, isn't there? You could you could question some of that, but you couldn't really argue with that team really. What he's just said. I think I think you'd be a bit harsh on Chris Wellham if you dropped him. Uh, but I know where he's coming from. He didn't play that well against Lee. I, I didn't think Junior South played that well against Lee. So I, I, th- I suppose that'd be a toss up for me between between those. So I think there's an argument for for each one of them. I think going to the nine levels argument, yeah. I can see where he's coming from there with Evels. I, I wouldn't have a problem with playing Greg Johnson. The Batavai one, I've not seen Batavai in training, so I don't know. So if I'd seen him in training, I'd probably be a better judge on that. But if he's fit, why not? Why not play him? So, and especially with what he said about the forwards, I can't argue with that one either. I think that, that's the bench I'd probably go with that. And obviously with Mark Flanagan, if he's fit, I'd love Mark Flanagan to be in the side. I'd feel a lot more confident with Mark Flanagan and Craig Kopchak in the side on Sunday than without him. Um, for me, I go. I put Vatavai in, and I uh, O'Brien at fullback. I probably keep Wellham because I think it's something special about Chris Wellham. Even though you say his form's dipped a bit, I've, I think in the big moment he'll come good for us. Um, mm. And I'd have put Wood um, on the bench. And I think I'd put Olsen Krasniki at loose forward and not chance he's set, so he's set some important tries up this season, Chris Well. I think he's done some good assists, some good we've seen some good things off him this season. Mm. I know what, where you're coming from about his defence, that has been a bit ropey recently, but I think going back to that cast game, I think there was a few times where we got our numbers wrong, didn't we, out wide? Mm. Ian Watson said that in a press conference and that's something they've been working on, but yeah, it's a headache mm. that one. They're gonna be playing against like on that side, they're gonna be playing against like us um Oliver Gildar and um, Joe Burgess. Yeah. So, uh, to be fair, I've probably been a bit unfair with this one, but I just thought he was so poor against Lee, to be honest. Like, 
he was so he wasn't directing his yardage, he was just like he'd sort of like run a bit and then sort of sidestep. He needs to be like running forward, running forward, so I definitely get like on that left hand on that left edge. I'd have that advice in junior South running at that Tom Davis and getting loads of eyeballs up to him because he's never played in the Challenge Cup semi final before. Loads of eyeballs up to Tom Davis who'll be defending against that advice. Got a bit of tactic on Sunday. I think, yeah. Paul, for me though, I think what the important part for me is it's keeping playing the process. We followed this process where we managed they managed the game all the way through the game. And last few weeks for me, we dropped off a bit there. We've, we've gone against the process, and I think it's about time we got back into that. Yeah, we, we, we've we've started slow for the kick off against Leeds, Castleford, and Lee. I don't think the attitude was was right. Um, the attitude in defence was poor. You go to the, the start of the season, our defence uh, in Castleford was the best in the league, wasn't it? Mm. Um, our goal line defence was good. We was hungry. We was working for each other. To me, since that Warrington game at the end of May, that that eagerness in defence has dropped off. And is that an attitude thing? I'm not too sure. But if you go back to the Wakefield Challenge Cup game, the defence that night was mustard. It was absolutely mustard, wasn't it? What score was it? Thirty-six-six. I mean. We pummeled them every time they had the ball, and we looked mustered that night. Um, so, if we can have that, bring that attitude into that game on, on Sunday against Wigan. Defend, defense in that game to me is key. You know, whoever defends well in that match is going to win the game. Yeah, I'd probably say that as well, Paul. Looking back at the Wakefield game, though, Ryan, you know we booked our game for that one, didn't it? In the quarter final, you know it, it could happen again. The boys could be, you know, raring to go on Sunday and uh, making the magic happen. Yeah, did we play before that? Because I think we had a bit of a dip, didn't we? Yeah. People were saying like, sort of, it's gone and all this lot, like the wheels have fell off, and and that that, that performance against Wakefield was superb. The kicking game, the defence, you know, we completely dominated, him. and we've got we've got these big players in our side who can, you know, you can play well. Such as you know, you Ben Murdoch and see for all we know, you know, he might score three tries on Saturday close to the line, so. We've definitely got the players in the team, and they've got to be. They've got to have a lift from like players like Manu Batavai and Tyrone McCarthy coming in, and especially if we can get like Mark Flanagan and Coffee back as well. Like that could be huge. That's like four top players who haven't played recently. You could come in fit, firing, ready to go. So we have we have got a great opportunity to win, but we're against a tough Wigan team, and for me the most. The worst thing about last week it wasn't the defence, which the defence has dropped off, but we looked clueless in attack. The lines that we're running were like we're too flat, like we need to be deeper. And that's why I'd probably go with Gareth O'Brien, plus plus Gareth's got that communication as well. Uh, and we're two big wingers, so we need to be getting the ball out wide. So um, yeah, we've got a chance, but it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. We know we're all up for it. It's gonna be a nervous eighty minutes Paul ahead in Warrington. Give us your score prediction for the game. Salford 18, Wigan 16. 18-16, you're thinking like penalty with about two minutes to go to win it? No, I, I was thinking uh, Wigan will be in front 16-12 and the ball will go out wide. And I, I was going to say nine levels of score in the corner, but I probably better say Batavai now, I know I'll write my shout of it. Manu Batavai will score in the corner. And O'Brien will kick the goal off the touchline. To or oh, no, he might miss the goal off the touchline, and then we'll win 17-16 and goal the point extra time. <laughs> but no, no, I'm going to say 18-16. O'Brien will kick the goal and win the match. 18-16. What about you, Ryan? Are you going for the? Well, you hope you're going for a sofa win, but what's the drama? So I'm going to go for an absolute classic, and I'm going to go 
31, 26 to Salford. Uh, both teams will score five tries each, but will kick more goals. And uh, Gareth O'Brien will kick a drop goal from 30 metres. Uh, just 30. Just, <laughs> just, just, 30. just 30, but it'll land way deep in that away stand yeah. in the second half. I think I'm going to go. Then we'll keep the ball. <laughs> not, not give it him back <laughs> until he the goals. That's the plan. I'm going to go. Wigan, 10. Salford, 28. 28, 10. 18 point gap. Free try burst in about the last 15 minutes to win it. Everyone's jumping around like it's Christmas time and it'll be a magical, if we, magical if we moment. If Wigan, 28, 10, Rob, I shall carry you. To the pub. <laughs> to that Weatherspoons in Warrington. Yeah. And I'll buy you drinks all night. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> Come on, I boys. Junior South winner, I've got a feeling. I think he'll make a breath break down our left edge and uh, he'll cut inside and score under the sticks. I reckon Junior South's going to win it for us. I'm thinking Lamatazzi under the post, like crash ball. He's about a cheesy grin as he goes over. You know, like as he looks up, I can just see that. It's going to be. It's going to happen. I'm so excited! It's going to happen. So that's the end of another podcast. Big thanks for tuning into this week's Devil the Detail podcast, Paul. What would it mean to you for Salford to win the cup? What would it mean to me? Mm. Um, that's an hard question. It'd be. It'd be everything really. It's everything I've ever wanted since you know, five year old. Come started watching them as a, you know my first season in junior reds, and you know used to play Sabuio rugby with my dad and watch all the old. Challenge Cup final videos. My dad used to rent them. I've told this before. He used to rent the old videos, the old BBC videos, and that. And as a kid growing up, we used to watch them on a Saturday night and on a Sunday morning. And he was always dead sad because he used to say to me, "I don't know, I've never been any of these." And I'm like, no, no, we haven't really. But you know, one day, I'm like, I'm 30 odd now. <laughs> we still, we've had a few semi-finals, haven't we? But I think all the years of hurt that we've had and disappointments I've had with my dad and that, I think it just. He'd just make it all, all worthwhile, I think, if he proves to win. And just to, to see his face, if we got to Wembley, I think that'd probably be uh, one of the proudest moments of my life. But. Yeah, I'm looking for a cherry butcher. Kind of rally rally cry from you, Ryan. Uh, what have you got in the tank, mate? Yeah, if we were to get to, to the final and actually win the game, I just think it would be something, something really special, something truly special. Um, you know, growing up as a kid, supporting Salford from pretty much day one, like my granddad being involved in the club from as long as I can remember. Like for me, it's just it's just something really special. And you know, Salford fans, it's not it's not like supporting any other team. Like I just, I just don't know any sports fans who who could have had it as tough as us. Like Salford are really frustrating and tough teams to support. And you know, this season and, and a little bit of what happened at the end of last season, a bit of magic, wasn't it? that million pound game it was like it was meant to happen people were saying that after the game like you know we weren't supposed to go down that, that day after that point seduction the way that you know we turned it round with people like Ian Blees who used to play for the club who's a Salford lad and um, who's the CEO and you've got you know Ian Watson who's uh, the head coach the, the, the passion that those guys have got for this club and the fans and you know everything about it it's just, it's just amazing I just, I just hope on Sunday that we see, we see a really top, top game of rugby league and the players, like, all we ask is 100%. So, for me, it'd it just, it just be magical. Like, you know, it's, you know, you sort of daydream about, you know, getting to Wembley and you sort of, like, try and envision what, it, you know, it'd be like. I just, I just think it'd be amazing. So, yeah, 
Let's, let's just hope we win on Sunday. Yeah. I'm not, to me, to be honest, I'm not really good at, like, inspiring, you know, beat-chesting kind of um, speeches. But I've got a poem here. And it goes, Sunday will be a tough game. Are we ready to play? I'm trying to be hopeful, but I hear what people say. Over the years, we haven't won much, and that is a fact. But being a winner is a reflection on how you act. Let's choose to rise above our past and dare to hope and dream. This time will be different, we're all in it for the team. It's rugby boys, it's in your blood, you hit, you run, you fight. In order to enjoy it, you strive with all your might. So prove the naysayers wrong on Sunday and make our dreams come true. It all comes down to 16 blokes and most importantly you. Do your best, win or lose, just leave it on the field. We're all behind you 100%, we know your wills won't yield. So let's enjoy Sunday, let's do it now and show that who we were isn't who we are and let the world know. So, yeah, I thought that was pretty good for, uh, for Sunday, Paul. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I don't want to do poetry wrong, no. but uh, that's, that sounded good to me, yeah, listen to what Ryan said there, listening to both here, and, you know, just doing the show all, all year, and that is, means a lot to us, and it, it means a lot to a lot of the supporters as well, you see the stuff they put on social media, and listen to when they do the free word match reports, and you get to hear people's views, and that, and it, Club means so much done it to us, and, and just to get to, to Wembley, I think it, it's hard to it's hard to actually imagine, isn't it? I try to imagine winning on something. It, it feels a bit weird, doesn't it? What I, I don't until we actually experience it, I don't really know how I feel. But um, yeah, I, I just can't wait for it now to, to come round. And the thing is, if the worst thing comes to the worst, and we don't win on Sunday, we will all be all the week after what we're supporting them. So. That's, that's one. That's the one comforting thing for, for me. Yeah, the, the first round will come back round next year, and we'll start again. Yeah. But uh, that's uh, that, that is a comforting thing when you think about. It. I always think of it like that. I mean, when we've lost them semi-finals in the past, it's ninety-seven and ninety. I've always thought to myself in the back of my mind, well, there's always a first round again next year. I know it's a bit of a daft thing to say, you know, on the, the week of the semi-final, but there's always next week. There is always next week, Paul. But next week, Ryan, is the Super Eights, and that's where we're going as a club. Yeah, that's it, mate. Hey, Salford don't Tony Walsh then. If anyone's listening and uh, Salford don't win on Sunday, uh, <laughs> probably be holding a vigil after the game outside the lobby theatre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, it was good, mate. It's good. I like the passion, mate. It's a uh, good point. But yeah, mate, let's, let's just go on Sunday. Let's have it. And like, everyone just enjoy the day, whatever the result. Um, and if any of the players are listening, again, you know, if you give 100%, that's all we ask for. And, uh, that's, that's all we want to see on Sunday. We don't, we don't expect to win at all. Yeah, big thanks for tuning to this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITD SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Radio Contact. So thanks for listening. Good luck, Salford, in the Challenge Cup semi final on Sunday. We're all behind you. And we'll see how it goes next week.
Seven days a week, 24 hours a day, live, radio contact.